This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. <laughs> I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. How the heck are ye? I'm confused because when I left my office today at 5.30, I walked into the darkness. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. So weird. It's so weird. Like, I don't remember... Like, I have to imagine that this happens. Well, obviously it does. It happens every year, doesn't it? But for some reason... Because time has no meaning anymore, yeah. I think I think I, I took daylight savings time a little too personally. Uh, like it was an, a personal the, attack against you. It was it was, an, it was an affront to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess savings time is better than than the opposite. Than right? losing than, time. Than losing the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't need the extra hour. Like I don't have, I, I've got nothing to do with the time I have anyway. You and I are had very different Saturday nights because I was in dire and desperate need of that extra hour. Oh yes, you, you oh. actually needed to sleep. I yeah, sleeping was a luxury that I I, I just spread out over a few days and uh, times over the weekend. See, this is why I'm glad I have you. <laughs> I'm glad I have you to live vicariously through your the fleeting youth that you have left eventually you'll catch up to me and you'll just be a, a you know just a doddering old man but but for now you still have some life left in you and you and you are willing to use it i i you go ahead and tell your story and i will tell you how fucking boring i was go ahead i i can honestly say that even if you came into this conversation having an exciting saturday night mine would still be more exciting than yours i know this for a fact so well, please yeah. share. So I am fortunate. One of the one of the really amazing things about Julie is just her network of connections, right? Julie is very, we've talked about this many times. Julie's an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I rely heavily on Julie to do things because without Julie, I would sit inside of a room and play Apex Legends for nine hours every night <laughs> with sure. interspersed with id-based carnal desires that are alternated between eating and other things, couple of showers every hour, and then back to Apex Legends, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's literally what my life would be. So like Saturday, it was like, she's like, hey, our friend Dan is stuck in Oregon. And so he has tickets to this event tonight. Do you want to go? And I said, what is the event? And the event was Torture Garden. I'm now, sorry, what now? I'll give you all a second just to let the imagination run wild as to what you think Torture Garden might be. But yes, it was Torture Garden. Now, is this left over from a from like a Halloween kind of thing? Or is this just our it's just it, it is what it is. And, and it's it's timing is completely coincidental. So Torture Garden is one of the largest kink and fetish events that takes place around the world. It originally started in England, where it is absolutely huge, kind of travels around and does its thing. It was at the Globe Theater in uh, Los Angeles. The Globe? 
well, oh, no, no, no. in Los Angeles. Oh, oh okay. But so, safe. like, because while I'm sure that's something Shakespeare, I think, would be able to get behind, uh, it, it seems like the Globe Theater might be a little too classy for something. Yeah, like no, exactly. Well, I will say that they did a great job. If this if this theater was ever classy to begin with, it, it very much was converted accurately as the uh, night went on. So, you know, I always ask follow up questions whenever I'm invited to something like what time and how far. Those are my big those are my big questions. I'd have a few more follow up questions than than those two. Those are those seem like pretty basic follow up. That's just to get me in the mood to go. So she's like, well, we'd have to be there at nine. And I was like, Ugh. and I was like, where? And she's like downtown L.A., which is like an hour, hour and 15 minutes from us. And I was like, God damn it. What is Torture Garden? What is Torture Garden? Torture Garden is the largest kink and fetish event. They do a lot of performances. Right. So she's an aerialist and a lyricist. Uh, more often than not, those types of things end up being presented together. Pole dancing is very much an athletic event. However, the most pole dancing that I think people are used to is at the strip clubs, right? Can I, can I stop you for yeah. a second? So you said air, uh, aerial and you said yes. aerialist, correct? Yeah. What was the second thing? A lira. So a lira is like a ring, like a solid ring that they'll uh, spin around and dance in. So the three categories that are oftentimes rolled in together are aerial, which is like silk. So sure. you have the silks that go down. People will use ropes. People will use chains and do the whole thing there. A lira, which is the circle. And you can have mm -hmm. different shaped liras, like one times for Valentine's Day. I think she did like a one that was shaped like a heart. She did Aww. And then uh, pole dancing, which is not only done for the dollar dollar bills, but also for the athleticism. Many women go or people, I guess, go and do exercise in a pole dancing studio. Though. Big, big during Festivus and the Feats of Strength. Yeah, sure. So she wanted to go because that was happening. And also the time she went, not last year, but the year before that, it's also the type of event where, and I'm sure you've seen this on like America's Got Talent or other varietal shows where people will put hooks through their own skin oh god and get lifted and swung around and do tricks like people who like have like the lip thing where they'll put oh. like through the lip or their tongue and like suspend okay. themselves in the air i'm gonna stop you here for a second that has never been on america's got talent that has never been on any of those shows it 100 has that, I, that I would not that would not pass the censors they would not let they would not let someone put a hook through themselves i've seen it themselves. i've seen them do it how, I, the only reason I know about it is because I've watched this stuff. So Julie likes grotesque things, right? This is like in the <laughs> grotesque. She's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't like grotesque things. However, if you exhaust all other resources and have absolutely nobody to go with you, I will go with you. So she messaged like a whole slew of people and it was very last minute. Nobody was able to go. So I ended up going. And so in order to dress for the event, you have to dress for the event. This event's theme this year happened to be latex. Oh, not not twisted fairy tale. No, 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 no. I was not able to wear the Corella outfit. Although That's in hindsight, that probably would have gone over very well. I ended up wearing a pair of black pants, and then a vest, like a like a dress up vest, and nothing else. Just the vest over top of a bared upper bodied Jared Stern. Was it was it a latex vest? No, no. We I didn't have any latex. She didn't have any fucking latex, but as long as you dress up somewhat in like the kind of theme of it, like yeah, you, yeah, you can kind of get in. Plus, oh, I didn't mention we had VIP tickets also. Yeah. Ooh, VIP tickets. We didn't so pay you have to wear you have to wear like a 
like a squid game mask or something like that. No, like no like squid game mask. mask. No, no ball gag. Not, not, none of the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get your own personal gimp when you're a VIP? There were a bunch of them there. I'm you obviously sure. don't follow me on Instagram or watch my Instagram stories because I posted stuff about this. So we get up there. It's downtown LA. I, if you're not familiar with downtown LA, it is just a dumpster on top of a trash heap. Like it's so <laughs> gross and disgusting and COVID did not help it. Like, a lot of cities I know during COVID, they found housing for people who were on the streets and LA was just like, no, just more people on the streets, like as many people as we can get on the streets. And it was really brutal for uh, the community. So it's already shady driving down there. Uh, I'm dressed in a vest and that's it. And so we get down there, we park in the parking garage next to it. That's $30 flat rate. Ooh. Right. So that hurt. Talk about torture. Right. And we walk in and it is just there's the lights and the lasers. You felt like you were walking into like an EDM concert. People are dressed in leather. You got gimp suits going on. You got lingerie. You've got the most beautiful people in the world with the most out of shape human beings that you could possibly imagine just <laughs> intermingling together. You know, you got people dressed in all of the craziness that you can imagine. Like it was so, it was such a sensory overload type of thing. It was absolutely cool. Like it was, it was a very cool event to go to. Um, and like usually in the past, like celebrities will show up because it's like a big thing. So she was very disappointed by it because in the past there was a lot of that kind of like gory hanging from the ceiling things and whatever was happening, there was something going on backstage because like I'm enough of a performer or I know when somebody is vamping on stage oh, and like yeah. after the opening act finishes the opening act and it's like, and now the rest of the show and one other act goes on and then the opener comes back on and starts vamping a little bit. And then is like, what, what you want me to sing a song? Okay. I'll sing a song. It just sings a random song and then is done and is like, watch these four strung out people on ecstasy dancing around to techno music. It was very much that kind of vibe, but it was very cool. It's very, very cool. So we're there and on the downstairs level, which is like the basement, the sub basement is where they demonstrate um, toys and devices uh -huh. of a sensual or dare I say, sexual nature. Uh, now, <laughs> I want to make it very clear that if you are under the age of 18 or my parents, you should stop listening to this podcast right now. And when I say stop listening, I mean, just take it away from your ear because we still need the metrics for people to listen the all the way through. But we just, want you to listen all the way through. Please don't, don't stop listening right I'll here. I'll clap my don't hands really loudly when, it, when it's okay to come back. But I mean, to be this far away from some of this shit was insane. I saw people with like cattle prawns being electrocuted, oh, like God. just people sitting there being electrocuted. Uh, there were people getting like caned and spanked and um, paddled. Um, there was a young lady who was sampling a simian machine. If you are familiar with what that is, look it up unless once again, you are my parents. And yeah, right. don't, don't Google anything that's being said yeah. right now. They're going to look up Simeon Machine and they're going to inadvertently get to The Sims. And they're like, why is them playing <laughs> The Sims? Oh, but this must be an NPC. I remember Jared explained that from last episode. It's all synergistic. It all comes together. Yeah, but we... I'm, uh, sure, we, a bunch of that, I'm sure a bunch of these people were too. Yeah, <laughs> well played, yeah. So it was a very cool event. Um, she was a little disappointed by it. So we hung out there for a couple of hours, but we had a long drive back. So yeah, that was my... Oh, but Saturday night at 2 a.m., it we, then... 
you got to relive two a.m. One a.m. Yeah, you brought up an interesting question because we were going to go to In-N-Out Burger, and In-N-Out Burger closes at two a.m. And a lot of bars in California close at two a.m. Unlike the New Yorks, where they close at three or four a.m. And I find it odd that two a.m. is the crossover point because that screws up a lot of things. Like, is In-N-Out still open? Like, it went from one fifty-nine to one o'clock. Like it's not 2 a.m. Are the bars still open? And believe it or not, there's been a lot of like arguments about like places that have wanted to close during daylight savings and all that. And, you know, it's always a big thing. But I would imagine that certain bars and restaurants would make an event out of it. Yeah. It's one more hour to make some money. And it's a reason to get people out there for the extra act. Call it an extra happy hour. A happier hour, if you A happier hour, sure. But I mean, from our standpoint, I just considered it, if you have that extra hour to spare and you need to kill that time, listen to the podcast. Yeah. I mean. You have have a whole extra hour. Please go listen to us. (laughs) Run it at night while you're sleeping. We don't (laughs) care. Um, But yeah, it was a crazy event. Um, And I, you know, for, for an event that I really bitched and moaned about having to go to from the very beginning, where it was like, I don't want to drive all the way up there. I don't want to. And I know that people who are listening to this are probably like this ungrateful piece of shit. Like (laughs) this guy gets free VIP tickets to like this kink sex club type of thing. But it's like, I remember when I was younger, like when I was in my early twenties, like my hormones and my level of like horniness, I would drive seven and a half hours to possibly meet up with a girl who might hook up with me. And now, like at this point in my age, I'm so old that like- uh, like hour and 15 minutes to- right, when, I was, uh, when I was single during like before COVID and whatnot, somebody was like, hey, um, do you wanna get together? I'm a half an hour away. I'm like, a half an hour. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be 30 minutes there and then it's gonna be awkward conversation. And then I gotta say that. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna take care of myself and play some Apex. I really have a, a terrible you addiction with this video yeah. game. <laughs> Especially for someone who who says they have such bad uh, carpal tunnel syndrome. Well, that's all thumbs, baby. That's all. I can't do the I can't do the keyboard. What's wrong with your wrist? So the wrist occurred when I was playing a game called Knights of the Old Republic, which was similar to World of Warcraft. Right, right, right. You were telling me the difference between that is that's hands on a keyboard flat, right? And ergonomically, Mm -hmm. we have shown that if you keep your hands on a keyboard flat like that, you'll develop problems. Right. The keyboard I use for work is curved. So it curves up. It's an ergonomic. I can never use a curved keyboard. I, just, I never learned. I never learned to type. I just sucked it up and dealt with it. You know what the problem with the curved keyboard is? The letter B. A lot of people use their right hand for the letter B, like as you're typing. But the way an ergonomic keyboard does, B lands on the left side, and not the right side. And so retraining myself to use my left hand for the letter B, that was tough. Uh, See, so I, the way I learned to to use a keyboard was on the Apple IIc that I've told you about. Right. And it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm using large air quotes here, portable computer. Oh. It has a handle. And so <laughs> the, the keyboard is smaller. So I could go from shift key to shift key with one hand. You're just so, bragging about your hand size at this point. And well, I know I, you know that I have small hands and I don't it's, appreciate. It's a I small keyboard. Right I feel like that right now. It's a statement of a small keyboard, not a large hand. I need uh, a hand. I need two hands and a half in order to get shift key, <laughs> shift key on your keyboard. <laughs> but I would never, I never learned to like 
type in the classic way with two hands on the keyboard. I would just have one hand on the keyboard and I just became, <laughs> I just became a very good hunt and pecker. Like, so I can just type one handed pretty fast. I mean, not obviously I'm not doing like secretary levels, word per, uh, word per yeah. minute, but, but I can find my way around the keyboard pretty easily with just, with just the one hand. You know, what's crazy is I remember being in school because you and I grew up around the time when computers were first starting to be introduced, right? Sure. And I don't know if you had the same feeling when I was young, but I would look at the keyboard and people who could type fast, I'd be like, that's fucking amazing. Like yeah. I'll never be able to get to the place where I can type that fast. And the teachers, the way they trained us back in the day is they would have words and letters up on the screen and you would have to type what was on the screen as you mm -hmm. were going, right? And in no way was that how I learned how to type on a keyboard, not at all. The way I learned how to type on a keyboard was AOL Instant Messenger. Okay. <laughs> the moment that I could type a conversation to people, even now, I one of the reasons that I have a MacBook is because I have an iPhone. And 90% of the time when I'm texting people, I'm typing it out on a keyboard. This is why when I type to you sometimes, I can type in like large paragraphs very quickly because I got stubby little fingers for the for the uh, iPhone, but for the keyboard, I can fire it through. That's how you teach kids how to type. Just put them in a room together and go, everybody just talk to each other. Well, when, when I went to school, right, the idea of, of typing wasn't even thought about because yeah. I, I, I was lied to as, as a child in elementary school because they told me that if I turned in a paper in high school and it wasn't in cursive, oh, God. the teacher wouldn't accept it. Yeah. And I had a panic attack because I couldn't make a goddamn Z or a G in cursive to save my save my life. The only thing I know how to write in cursive is my name. That's how and any, only <clears throat> those letters in that order. What okay, actually, this is a really interesting question. How do you do your J? How do I do my J? It's I don't know, it's two loops. Do you do the, you go the around in the loop? Uh-huh. Many years ago, I went with a large lowercase j. I think I saw it one time. I thought it looked cool. So I go swoop up, down, and then the rest of the name. Yeah, I think that's how I do it, too. Hang on one this second. is actually very interesting. I really would at some point, like both of us, like, let's do it right now. Here, hang on one second. Page. I got to find a pen. Yeah, I want to see how both of us do this. My God, guys, you have no idea how exciting listening to two Jared Stearns sign their name and show it to each other can be. Yeah, right. This is more. Oh, by the way, so sorry. Mom, dad, you can come back. We're now, we're, I don't want you to come back talking about penmanship. Right, I don't want you to come back into the middle of a conversation about us signing our names and thinking that this is some sort of allegory for something else. We are literally well, just comparing each other's signatures. And at a certain point, we can bring on a handwriting expert to find out what kind of neuroses we're translating into our, right? Uh, okay. All right, here, let me, let, me, let me write out mine here. So I'm showing Jared mine. Mine's a big J. And a couple of little scribbles and then a D and then a big normal S, not a not a cursive S, a normal S, a straight line down for the T and then kind of squiggled in off. OK, yeah, we have oddly similar um, last name styles. Yeah, I, I don't really. It's basically just the S and then I put a little cross for the T and then just kind of trail off. Yeah, like that's I, I have not bothered writing the ERN in Stern in quite some time. Yeah, unless I'm now signing like on an iPad or like a machine, like a like a digital credit card machine slip, 
if I have to use my finger to sign on like an iPad or something, you know, when like you're checking out of a place and they make you sign, then my sure. signature looks like a barely alive heartbeat for somebody. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, in no way does it resemble the name at all. It's just like three squiggled lines. And I go, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, because the machines don't care. They just want just some acknowledgement that a human has made some kind of scribble on the uh, on the screen there. Yeah, it's built-in protection is. too. So, because if somebody ever steals my card and tries to sign for it, they go, this is clearly your name. I go, and that's why I know it's not me because my handwriting on these things are a piece of shit. They actually wouldn't put the effort in to put my actual name. They're clearly lying. Uh, okay, so going back to the events. Oh, I thought you were going back to the carpal tunnel. The point is I play, oh. I play my video games on a controller. So I'm okay. holding the controller like this, which puts my hands in the straight up and down position, uh -huh. which does not cause the carpal tunnel. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. You know what? I'm happy. I'm happy that you are playing your games in a healthy manner. I would, I would hate for you to be doing any more damage to yourself than just sitting in a, in one spot playing nine hours worth of a game would do to you anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think I want to work my way eventually up to just being putty from Seinfeld, where I just sit at a chair, just stare forward for a couple of hours. Do you remember the scene from Seinfeld where they're flying back on the airplane? I, I don't. Elated putty are flying back from, I think, like England. It's like overseas. It's like an obnoxiously long flight. Sure. And he's just sitting there and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, just sitting. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, you going to read something? He's like, nah, I'm good. Nope. It's like, you want to talk? Nah, good. And she breaks up with him because he just sat on the airplane and stared forward for the entire time. Well, some people like to sit in silence. God I bless do not. those people. Are you a yeah. meditator? Do you do you do you meditate? Do you sit alone with your own thoughts? No, I'll tell you why I'm not a meditator. And uh, Andrea has tried to get me into like these meditative body scan type of things. What do you mean by meditative body scan? Like get meditate and somebody scans your body while you're meditating? No, 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 no. It's where you're mindful of each of your body parts oh, from, gotcha, gotcha. From, the from the toes all the way up to the top of the head. Gotcha. Where you have to, you have to like say, say to yourself, okay, now what's going on with the bottom of the foot? And now what's happening with the top of the foot? And how does this feel? And what, if, even if there's an absence of feeling, what is that? What is that like? And Sounds like a blast. Mm. It, well, what happens is I fucking fall asleep yeah, I can't <laughs> more often than not. Uh, I will fall asleep during one of these body scans. And so when it's over, she always uh, <laughs> turns to me and goes, okay, how far did you get? And I'm like, well, to the top of the knee, maybe. And that's about it. And uh, yeah, but it's, you know, there, it's, it's relaxing and it is nice to be able to kind of be, turn your thoughts inward and calm things down a little bit. Yeah. I'm terrible uh, but at that. I, I'm, I'm, I am in such strong need of stimulation that, oh, yeah. that, there's rarely a time that lasts longer than five minutes where I am not watching something or having something on in the background that could be watched. Like when I wake up, I, I turn on my iPad, I'll watch some people play this game Apex. I'll watch people recap chess videos. I'll put on something that stays on as I wake up, use the bathroom. I have a speaker that's in the shower that uh -huh. connects to it over Bluetooth and I set the iPad up on the laundry basket so it faces the clear glass shower. And then I watch it while I'm in the shower showering. Then wow. I'll get out of the shower. It's on through the whole brushing of the teeth, getting ready thing. I'm telling well, you, I'm like a nut job with this stuff. It's, it's nonstop. Well, for you, for someone who shower, claims to shower <laughs> as much as they do, 
I mean, I would imagine you could binge an entire Netflix series in a day just, just given your regular shower schedule. I got a cooler in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Make a, a say of it. Yeah, I got a I got a smoker in there. You know, I I, I kill a lot of that was also a Seinfeld thing. Was he cooking in the shower while, or he was washing vegetables and cooking in the shower while he was eating? I'm not even a big Seinfeld guy. And I don't know how I'm getting all these references coming back to my head. I remember Seinfeld mostly anecdotally at this point. Like I know of like the, the big episodes, the big flagship episodes, but yeah. I, I, I never, I, I didn't spend enough time with it to, to be a super fan. I visited it later in life. A girl who I was dating was very big into Seinfeld. And so when binging became a thing, when the stream services had them, then I went through all of them and watched them. Not bad. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Going back to what you did. Oh, the King Sex Dungeon. As, 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 as a basis for comparison as to uh, where we are in our, in our social lives and, and, yeah. our social, and our social energy. Yeah. There, there was a big uh, outdoor event happening in dc i believe it was called the red eye market and it so uh, it was a, a an outdoor night market that celebrated uh asian food and asian culture okay yeah apparently it's a big it's a big thing and i, I guess obviously they didn't have it last year but it, it was back this year and andrea really wanted to go check it out and so she and i and her mother we all hopped in the car and we we drove down. It was, it was like it was happening on on the mall in D.C. Essentially, yeah. we're walking up to it and we're looking forward. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm looking forward to having some, some pork buns or, you know, mm. all kinds of all kinds of good Asian Asian delicacies. And we get up there and there is I am not joking, a line like three blocks long to get in. Really? Yeah. Thousands upon thousands of people are crammed into the area where this thing is going on. And there's a line around several blocks to get in. And they're all very young people <laughs> who are there to enjoy themselves. And I, I'm stressed out immediately. And, and I said to Andrea, and thank God she agreed with me. I was like, this is a really bad idea. Oh, we're done. Yeah, you turn around at that point. No, we are. We are not doing this. Uh, maybe if I was about, maybe even maybe only ten years younger, maybe I would. I would give this a shot. But because I am in, I'm in no mood. You're not getting food at that point. You're getting no. through the line to get into another line to get food. Exactly. Oh, and it was just going to be a baffle chamber of just horrible lines and waiting and cold food and. Just lots of frustration. I Yeah. Definitely. There are only two times I will wait in line to wait in line. And that is amusement parks and voting. If it's not those <laughs> two things that I'm not Forget doing about it. Yeah. Right. Have you been keeping track of your fantasy football team? Oh, yes. I'm obsessed with the, 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 the guys that, well, that, that run the, I own, run the points. The reason why I bring it up has nothing to do with, you know, either of our fantasy football teams, but something happened in the NFL over the weekend that fits very nicely into the theme of this podcast. Did they all go to some sort of bondage done like event king event? Not this particular podcast. I mean, the entirety oh. of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> the entire. Uber I was just going to go down the podcast. list. I was like, do they have carpal tunnel? Do they know how to do cursive? Like what is, what could it possibly nope. 
No, no. <laughs> you know how we're both named Jared Stern, and this is about uh, about how we're, how similar and or different we are. Yes. Okay. Yes. NFL history was made over the weekend in the Buffalo Bills Jacksonville Jaguars game. Okay. What because happened? Because Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen mm-hmm. was sacked by Jaguars defensive end. Josh Allen. Whoa, that's the, the first... same name. Spell yes, the same. It, yeah, yes, and it's the first time that two play that a defensive player have has sacked the quarterback with the same name. Like it's the first time that that's happened ever. So the commentators had to say, and Josh Allen was sacked by Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yes. Josh Allen both lost points for being sacked and Josh Allen also gained points for sacking for Josh sacking. Allen. Yes. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I, I, I thought it was pretty great. I know nothing about football. I wish I was a part of that commentary team. I would have loved every second of coming up with every varietal that you could possibly make about Josh Allen. Do they look alike? No, no. One, one guy's white, one guy's black. That's not good. I was no. hoping that wasn't the case. Why? Because you don't want to differentiate them by their color. And that's no, going to be, well, yeah. But the, no, but one, one guy's a quarterback and one guy's a defensive end. One guy's on Buffalo, one guy's on Jackson. No, no, no. I, I recognize so that there are a thousand ways. ways to do it, but you don't want to accidentally slip into that one. That's that's not a good I, one. To, I, I suppose not. But, you know, they're all, they're both wearing, you know, full uniforms and helmets. Yeah. But uh, that's an amazing, yes. that's an amazing thing that that's never happened before. Because football has been around for a while. And back in the day, there were only like nine names that they gave men. (laughs) Everyone was named Jack Dempsey. Yeah, a lot of very similar surnames also. So like the fact that it's never occurred before is awesome. Good for them. Good for them. Do you think they planned it out? They're like, hey, Josh, I got a great idea. (laughs) Third third quarter. (laughs) I'll give you the signal. I'm going to sack you. Yeah. I think he pitched him originally. He was like, let me intercept the ball. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Let me sack him. No, no, this is exactly how the call went. Hey, Josh. Yeah, Josh. You know, after this game is over, you want to start a podcast? <laughs> they are the antithesis of us because while there is a great distance between these two Jared Stearns, during that game, there was no distance. No, they no, closed that Josh gap. Allen's, that gap, right. That gap was the closed. The complete opposite of this. What the hell do you have in your mouth? Not you, the cat. Yeah. This cat carries shit around with his, in his mouth constantly. He's moving things all over the place everywhere. Like he takes his toys and he puts it in one spot. We'll see him walking back with like an iPhone cord. Like he's not showing <laughs> on. He's just like, this should probably go over here. I'll just leave it in quarters. Does the cat ever bring you a quote unquote present? Yes, but not what he wants. So he thinks his toys are animals. And so Uh he'll like, he has a little toy rat and a little toy like feather stuff. He'll bring those over and kind of put it in front of us. But his big claim to fame, Tisha's big claim to fame is he keeps shitting in the sink and in the (laughs) bathtub. That's a... (laughs) (laughs) So, so we... (laughs) Three, we have three cats and we couldn't figure out which one it was <laughs> we just couldn't we were like which one of these cats is it we thought it was now, cooper julie's cat acting out because the two other ones were here and so 
we blamed Cooper for a while, but they were such dainty little poops. Like they were so, they were so compact. All cat poops are dainty little poops. They can get a little liquidy. And like, we were like, well, it only started happening when Tishan got here. And then I was like, it could be Chloe out of spite because Tishan annoys the shit out of her. And so we, we were hanging out and Cooper wasn't in the room. Like, but only the two of them were. And I heard uh-huh. both of them go to the bathroom and I, I should have gotten up and looked. I, I don't know why I didn't. But one of them used the litter box and one of them used the shower. And I was like, well, we've narrowed it down to two. And then she was downstairs with me. And I went upstairs and used the bathroom and saw that they were in the sink. I was like, it's Tisha. Oh, and I saw her using the litter box. She's a very smart girl. I'm very proud of you. Apparently his new favorite thing is CVS receipts because they're 15 feet long. Those are great cat toys. Uh, but they're amazing. These, these cats are absolutely freaking adorable. Come here, T. Here you go. Um, the one that I've seen recently, yes, is very cute. Oh, the one who was just up on my lap. Yeah, he's a cuddler. He'll just jump up on you and start cuddling with you at night which would feel a lot better if he wasn't also the cat that shits in the sink. Somehow it feels unhealthy to like sleep with this animal. I don't know why. Well, I find, I don't know why we're taking the podcast in this particular direction, but like when Winnie has to go, like there's only a handful of times where there's like a little bit left over. Like animals are very good at cleanly eliminating. Yeah. Unless unless they have a lot of like hair in that region and thing something you know, something will cling. Yeah. Generally, she's very good at because you, you were talking about how you have a squatty potty, right? You yes. I also have a squatty potty. Great. And what with what, what that is designed to help you mimic is the posture. Yeah. That we're supposed to be take, yeah, like when we animals right? take when when they when they pop a squat. Yeah. So they have so they they can do that without an apparatus of any kind it's always funny though so whenever we let winnie out in the back to go do her yeah go do her business out in the backyard you can kind of tell if there's a if there's something if there's like a a a mess that either andrea or i are gonna have to clean up because she kind of dips her head down like she knows there's something wrong she's like ashamed of it yeah she's like guys i'm sorry guys oh geez Oh man, and then, she, and then we have to like go. Okay, Winnie, hang on one second. Let's get the wipes, and yeah. then she, she gets an extra big treat because of well, the indignity of it all. Yeah, uh, one thing we've also noticed about Tishan is um, we never have to use wipes for the other animals because apparently Tishan is the wipe. So we have to keep stopping him from licking and cleaning that part of their body. Ugh. Uh, yeah, he's pretty gross. <laughs> he's, he's, the, <laughs> he's the only man like Cooper is Julie's cat. So I never really felt like I bonded with him. He's also kind of a little bit stupid. Like he's a Persian that was raised in a construction site. So he's not all there between the ears. But Tishan is the first male cat I've ever had. And somehow he is the most affectionate and also the super grossest cat I've ever had as well. Animals are generally pretty gross. (laughs) He's such a spaz too. He's like, he's such a spaz, but he's so affectionate. Like he, he, and I didn't realize this male cats are more affectionate than female. When he's so goddamn adorable, I feel, I, I feel bad trying to, you know, pulling away, but it's like, all right, Winnie, I get it. Thank you. Yes. I love you too. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's just too much goddamn affection. I don't know. Can't, uh, I can't handle it. Which really ultimately is why I needed that extra hour on Saturday because I was exhausted from the night and uh, didn't get to bed until 3 a.m. 
I'm happy we found a convenient segue back to that. <laughs> I hope we play this straight through and people think that we just edited this in an uncomfortable way where it was like, that wasn't a segue. And yeah, that's the joke. Yeah, this is, I mean, we really didn't have much coming into this conversation. So the fact that we the only, the only thing I had written, the only thing I had written down was Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. That <laughs> was the funny only. Because now that I think about it, there were two people dressed at this bondage party as each Josh Allen, and they were just sacking each other over and over again. No, we're not going to end with that. No, I'm not. I'm not looking to end with that. I'm just trying to find some way out of this entire topic and conversation. Well, you're the other one that keeps bringing it, bringing it around back to it. We didn't talk about anything else here, man. We're, we can double back to typing on a keyboard and daylight savings. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tell you I'm going to be uh, be back there for December? Oh, you're out of town. That's right. We keep doing this yeah. every single week. So I guess we have to figure this out because we're going to have to figure out the kind of the, the holiday schedule. Yeah. For this podcast. We are so. Let's see. We have a, a week till Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then we have another four episodes, technically, in podcast time before it's the the one year anniversary of That's us right. of us of us starting this. Now, obviously, we're not going to get to fifty two episodes. That's. That's an impossibility at this, right. at this point. We, we've taken too many two weeks off. I mean, we could start doing multiple episodes a week. We I, clearly have the content. We, yeah, clearly. We, we, we clearly <laughs> have, have the content to fill two episodes a week when we, uh, we're really bringing the thunder on, on this one a week. Just split them into like 10, episodes, 10 minute minisodes. I'll, I, I've said it on the podcast. I'll say it again. If it wasn't for you being here, I would have ended this thing years ago. Well, like, if it wasn't for me being here, you'd have no hook. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. If I didn't have you to do the podcast with me, if instead, if like it was just like just this stern or whatever, whatever the hell I would call it, like if it was just it would, me doing a podcast, I would have burnt out by like episode 10. Right. I know. Uh, remember our friend Chris Colosi? Yes. Good old Chris. Oh, wasn't he doing a podcast? He was. And the operative word is was. I think he made it. He, he got to like five episodes and then just it. it he, he, he ran out of shit. It's or tough, he just ran man. out, ran out of interest. No, it is tough. It's tough. I've I, I've tried to like talk to just to myself. A, it's not very coherent. B, not very interesting. C, I just I just can't. I can't. As much as, and I know my my parents are listening. They're like, "Really, <laughs> you can't talk to yourself for that?" <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, no, I can't. But uh, yeah, it, it, we have a good, yeah, sy- symbiotic, yeah, uh, relationship in, in in which we we w- one will pick up the uh, the slack when the other has nothing else to say. It's true. I talk to myself almost constantly. Like I'll talk to myself in my own head. I'll even talk to myself out loud, especially when I get drunk or inebriated. Like back when I was like in New York and bartending, I was drinking a lot more than I drink now. I really don't drink that much anymore. But when I would get trashed, I would talk to myself. Cause like, even though I was drunk, there would be like this little tiny sober voice in the back of my head, which was like, look at you, you disgusting mess. Do you have any idea? how disappointing you are. Like, what? Hold on one second. Clayton was just dropped off. Hello, bud. Somebody just dropped off our dog. 
and they open the door to hear the phrase, what a disgusting mess you are. <laughs> How are you not more disappointed in yourself? <laughs> what a disgusting fat body you are. I gotta you ask are, her. You're all worthless and weak. Dropping really give you 20. Julie who dropped off Clayton because I, I probably owe them an apology. No, I'll be like, look at you, you hot fucking mess. Like, you are too now. And I'll just be so mean to myself. And it's like, all right, you drank too much. You can't even see the toilet bowl. You can't even hold yourself still. So now we're gonna lean up against a wall. Are you leaned up against the wall? Okay, if you stop hearing the platter of the sound of the water hitting the water, then you're not doing it right because you can't open your eyes, you idiot. I'm so mean to myself when I'm drunk. I wonder if this is the conversation that your cat has while it's shitting in the sink. <laughs> It's certainly the conversation I have with him after he shits in the sink. <laughs> I know that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.